Welcome to the Rush of Fear podcast, where we are covering Universal Orlando's premier scare event, Halloween Horror Nights, for our sister podcast, the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast. We finally have a full event announcement, and we are so excited. So let the mayhem begin. What a rush of fear. Hello, everybody. This is Michelle, your host for today. And I'm so, so happy to be here, even though it is 830 in the morning. (laughs) However, it's Friday the 13th, guys, which is just perfect coincidence. So with me, I've got Kenneth. You bring your friends, I'll bring mine. (laughs) That's a little too creepy for 830 in the morning, just going to (laughs) say. And we also have Maddie. Hi. (laughs) I was, I was much trying. More, it's much more eight thirty in the morning. I was trying so hard to come up with like a little bit, but I couldn't think of anything like that right was, off the bat. That was my impression of Jack uh, inviting his people to brunch. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> On Friday the thirteenth, yay! This yeah. is awesome. Yay. So, guys, we have a full event. Yay! Ooh. Oh my goodness. So the, we've been waiting for this for so long and speculating on what the holdup is, wondering if maybe they were capping capacity somehow and maybe not giving us all nine houses or, you know, there were all kinds of rumors going around, some of which were mine. Um, but I'm just so happy to see <laughs> <laughs> that that none of that is true. We have a full event and it looks like it's going to be one of the best ever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The more we see now that like I, you know, we get little descriptions of everything. I'm like, okay, there's nothing here that I'm not excited for. No, nothing. I can't, I can't make a ranking of like a hype list because I just want to see everything equally. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Oh my God. Like I'm, I'm just, I don't, I'm lost for words. I'm so excited. Um, Especially after not having an event last year, you know, I'm like, I'm like, overflowing with with excitement now so um let's let's jump in i think that we should let's start with the um with the scare zones this time oh we're gonna start with the with the scare zones yeah let's start with scare zones and um kenneth you seem to know the most about like the history of hhn and um you've attended it far longer than maddie and i have so why don't you take over scare zones for us sure yeah i've attended 15 or 14 of the 30 years of 30 fears so i can do that um so yes yesterday uh around what was it like 11 12 that they usually drop announcements uh, Horror Nights dropped the final batch of announcements, which included the remaining five houses, all five scare zones, and two live shows. And so going through the scare zones that were announced, uh, we have five zones, and all the rumors were pretty much true, um, or all the speculation stuff. So First of all, in San Francisco, we have Crypt TV, which is that mysterious thing that no one really knew what it was. Uh, and now we know officially that it is a Crypt TV scare zone. And it says on the website, step inside Crypt TV, a dark universe of monsters that uh, reside in the same reality on your screen, in your pockets. And now San Francisco. 
so yeah, that's in the San Fran area. Of course, we've seen that stuff coming up in the streets and the logo was on the, the uh, some of the sets. Um, yeah, so... Kenneth, I know you mentioned before we started recording that you've actually started watching some of this Crypt TV stuff. Can Do you think this is going to be a cool scare zone? I do. Um, so I've watched the first season of The Look-See and I watched The Birch because those were uh, the two characters that looked the most interesting to me visually. Uh, I gotta say, I thought they were going... The character designs are incredible, which makes them a perfect fit for Halloween Horror Nights. I thought the actual shorts were a little bit less scary than I was expecting them to be. Um, But they were still pretty fun and pretty interesting. And it's, uh, I've been listening to a lot of other, you know, Horror Nights podcasts and I, uh, the comparison I've heard made a lot is it's kind of like a horror version of Quibi. If you remember Quibi that like launched and died during the pandemic. Um, I don't remember that. What? Quibi was like a video streaming app. Uh, Quibi stands for quick bites. So there were like short episodes, like 10, 15 minute top episodes of, of, you know, original shows made for this app. Um, And uh, I think one of the, one of the biggest things that was on Quibi was like, they relaunched Reno 911 on there. (laughs) Um, Weird. Yeah. it, It didn't last like, more than maybe like a couple months. Um, but Crypt TV is kind of like that, except it's just all on YouTube. Uh, so Crypt TV actually even did a nice thing. And if you go on their official Twitter account, which is just at Crypt TV, uh, and there's two T's, there's the Crypt, there's the T that's in the word Crypt. And then there's also another T in TV. So it's two T's right in a row. Um, okay. But it's at Crypt TV on Twitter. They actually were really nice and tweeted out a playlist that some person just made on YouTube of all of the episodes that have monsters that will be featured in the scare zone. And they even told that person, like, you're missing these two episodes or like you're missing these two monsters. And so the person was like, oh, great, I'll update the playlist. And so they put it out there. So that's like if you want to study what's going to be in the zone. You can go to the Crypt TV Twitter and find it, or you can just look up on YouTube. There's a playlist called Crypt TV Prep, uh, which has 23 videos in it. Uh, And that one is made by a YouTube user named Trevor Book. So if you're looking for uh, where you can study for this zone and get to know all these monsters before you go meet them uh, face-to-face, that is a really useful little uh, resource and playlist that's on YouTube and it's all free and the awesome. episodes are pretty short like the look see uh, chronological supercut of season one is what I watched and it's like all five or six episodes of season one of the look see and the whole thing is 16 minutes and 44 seconds so uh, Sweet. yeah it's I'll be really, doing that as soon as we're done recording <laughs> yeah really quick digestible things the the birch is like one episode just with that one monster and that video is uh four minutes and 43 seconds so they're they're very short uh and the creature designs the monster designs are really elaborate and will be very good for a scare zone so sweet i am looking forward to this i'm excited to dive more into the uh the shorts and the, the episodes that are on there. So yeah, this is, I think this is a good fit and it's also cool that they're introducing, you know, the Horror Nights audience to something that a lot of us, I don't think had ever heard of before. 
Yeah. No. Yeah. They, um, I'm on their Twitter account right now and they changed their name. Like the official Crypt TV, like verified thing is now Crypt TV scare zone at HHN 30 skull red heart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they're as excited as we are. (laughs) Yeah. They yeah. should I be. I mean, that's amazing to to be fairly new and have their own scare zone at, like we said, the Orlando's premier scare event. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like these are looking just because I found the playlist. I'll post it on the Instagram for anyone who wants to watch along. Um, but just looking at the little like images next, like the thumbnails. For, yeah. The thumbnails for YouTube. Like these these are monsters that I feel like Universal Creative would have so much fun with oh, just yeah. by like the their images alone. But um, the Birch is going to be because now everyone's in rehearsals and everything is announced. So, you know, people are posting like what they're going to be and where they are. But the Birch is going to be a stilt scare actor. Yeah. So that is going to be, I think, super cool. My only thing, though, is this zone is just so small. Like, we saw it last year for Hillbilly Deluxe. And, like, those set pieces were large. And, like, it was a bottleneck. But I feel like these ones are going to be... I just... I don't know. I get nervous with San Francisco because it's such a... It's such a small area to begin with. And then you have the exit of Fast and Furious... And it just with big set pieces and like thinking about someone on stilts over there too. I'm just, I'm worried. Yeah. I'm worried. It's going to be a very claustrophobic zone. And we're going to have, you know, the, the rush of, or I guess it is a rush of people that are leaving the uh, fear factor stadium for the show that is going to be in there. Um, from when I was a coordinator in invasion in San Fran zone, every time Bill and Ted would let out, it was like our street got just completely Flooded. shoulder to shoulder packed. Yeah. Of people. We would tell all the aliens like, all right, when Bill and Ted gets out, just go up onto the sidewalks, clear the streets and like, don't be in the middle of that huge crowd. Cause you, you know, you, we, we, then we can't see what's happening, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it, it might be a similar nervous. thing. I mean, they have those stages set up, so I, it's possible that these all these characters will just stay on their little uh, stages, on their scenes, and uh, they won't really be impacted by the level of crowd, you know? Yeah. We'll see. We'll we see. Will. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, moving on from Crypt TV to 30 Years, 30 Fears, and that is the first scare zone that... Well, no, I guess it's the second one that we saw. New York was the first one. But anyway, 30 Years, 30 Fears here says, The monsters you've most dreaded from past Halloween Horror Nights have taken over the streets. They're back and your history. <laughs> uh, so this is an avenue of the stars up in the front of the park between Minions and Shrek. And yeah, this is going to be our icons zone celebrating the or one of the zones celebrating the history of the event because there's there's. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few of them. <laughs> this looks amazing. Just just the magnitude of of what they've set up so far. It, it just looks like it's going to be incredible. And I'm so excited to meet Chance again. I hope she's on stage again like she was before, because that was one of my favorite things ever at Halloween Horror Nights was interacting with her. Um, I, I'm so excited about the scare zone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and the that huge thing that I know everybody's been talking about with the sign and stuff, and apparently people have seen them installing like propane tanks into it, so it's probably going to be shooting flames up into the sky. Why? Oh my god! Yeah, like I know stay and scream is the way to go, but like I almost want to like just enter through the main gates so I can be greeted by that at the start yeah. of my night. You know? <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness! I. For 28, I don't think I ever was there at the opening gates. I was always either in stay and scream or coming in after it had already been open for a little bit because of work. But for 29, I did, I I was like running in from work. And I remember this so distinctly, but I was running in from work and literally I got up to the gate to go in for stay and scream as they were closing the thing so they wouldn't let me in but no. I was literally yeah it was I mean it was fine though because I had my coffee so I was like whatever so I had I was literally the first person up against that gate mm-hmm. um which is the best yeah and so I actually got to see the opening ceremony for the very first time for 29 mm. isn't it incredible and it was pretty cool like it is weird because it is so bright outside and for 29 they just had it was like one stilt walker from an arcade and then like four of the um, chainsaws from an arcade so i feel like that wasn't like like i've seen videos of them much bigger but for this one i feel like this opening ceremony is gonna be so cool especially with that scare zone being the first thing that you see but also, this, uh, from what I've been seeing on Twitter, the the Horror Nights, the red Horror Nights sign that's up there and that whole trellis bit is one that they've used before and it lights up and it's beautiful from the pictures that I've seen from previous events where they've had it. So I, I just want to like close down HHN and then get a picture Kind of like they people do with the castle on Main Street. Yeah, with like no one behind you, with just the red sign and the candles up the side. Yeah. My gosh. It's going to be so pretty. It's going to be so pretty. And like you were saying, so that there is something to be said for going into the event with the crowds. I know everybody who's seasoned HHN followers do the stay and scream thing, but you know, it's just not my favorite. I haven't, I don't get that same rush of doing stay and scream that I do when I'm standing in the crowd out there waiting because you're in the crowd. Everybody's like hyped up and excited. The crowd gets bigger and bigger every minute that goes by. And then when it gets closer, we're all kind of watching our watches waiting. And then like usually fog starts slowly Uh and the music starts playing and everybody starts cheering. And then you can hear the chainsaws start revving up. And it's just like the coolest feeling and rush of excitement ever. Mm-hmm. So especially this year with seeing how that facade that when you first are walking into this scare zone. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go and camp out at the gate. Seriously. Yeah. Just because I want that effect. And, and it's going to be it's going to be so yeah. amazing. Would not recommend for people who have like issues with claustrophobia or like large crowds but if you wonder how are they gonna do that yeah i don't i are they gonna allow us to crowd up like that or do you think they're gonna put us in some big huge switchback line 
No, they'll allow it. Yeah. You think they'll allow it? Yeah, because they haven't really been, um, they haven't really been doing any. They've been strongly encouraging guests to do their own, uh, you know. Social distancing. Right. Okay. But they're not enforcing anything. So. No. no. Sweet. Get your vaccinations, guys. (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah please not even just for this just in general in general so that we can get this over with and yes in, in the rear view jesus yep. uh, <laughs> awesome but yeah uh, uh, anyway <laughs> moving on from 30 years on to new york where we have seek and destroy officially confirmed that that is the name of this zone <laughs> uh apparently it does not have anything to do with a video game or metallica so <laughs> yeah because <laughs> that was another thing that was going around a lot uh but seek and destroy uh a ruthless alien cyber regime led by the controller has taken over new york turning humans into fuel succumb or be destroyed uh, which, I mean, turning humans into fuel, that's, you know, what I had kind of gathered or guessed from yeah. what we could see. Uh, it looked like they had, you know, people hooked up to hoses draining their blood. So, and if uh-huh. you look at the picture of the, like, you know, the little image for this zone, there's like this wireframe face with red eyes that looks like that's probably the controller, like some sort of... uh like AI or, or, you know, computer consciousness that is, uh, you know, in charge of all this. Mm-hmm. It seems to me this is the only scare zone. Oh, well, this and Crypt TV, these are the only zones that are not tied to any sort of HHN history. This is just all new for this year. Yeah. And this is the only real, like, original, original, like no yes. previous. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing you can read up on or watch to kind of get to know what this is going to be. We all just are going to show up and learn something new. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was so funny though, because as I was reading it for the first time, um, before I made like our Instagram stories for yesterday, I was like a ruthless alien cyber regime. And then I literally like had one of those, like that's so Raven, like, <gasps> like eyes wide open like, <laughs> moments. Cause I was just thrown. I was like thrust back into HHN 28 with like the Academy of Villains cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're and, right. Like, if you look at um, just that verbiage alone, cyber regime, I was like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> but if you look at the uh, um, the cover art for the, the <sighs> words are words are really hard this yeah, morning. Yeah. But you were talking <laughs> about like the AI and like the red eyes that looks very kind of similar to the like AI face that was a part of that show as well. So I was just kind of like, this is funny, but it kind of also feels like uh, Terminator in a way. Yeah. I'm excited though. I I'm excited to see what they have because it says alien cyber regime. So like my brain automatically goes to like invasion scare zone type aliens where it's like very campy sci-fi like, but I don't know, mm. like, what are what are the scare actors going to be dressed in? Are they going to be, like, actual aliens? Are they going to be, like, yeah. cyborg humans that are just That's under? That's what I'm picturing more. Is yeah. This, feels, yeah. this feels a lot less lighthearted than Invasion. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Invasion was a total, like, you know, goofy 50s, uh, you know, kind of a scary version of a, of a silly thing where this feels a lot more... Scary. Yeah, like they're they're trying to be more serious with this one. Um, I also, based on the, the little, you know, cover art for this zone, there's spotlights. And I really hope there are spotlights coming down from the roofs, like searching for searching. people. You know, I think that would, I've never seen that in a zone. And what that would be such a cool atmospheric touch to have like spotlights, uh, you know, looking around yeah, on the ground. Would. And especially like through the fog, man, I really hope that that they have that. That would look so cool. I think this is, might be Excited. the best. I've, I have not been the biggest fan of any of the zones in New York for the past few years. This, I think, has a lot of potential to be the best one since... Uh, I think The Purge was the last one that I, that I thought was really effective um, in 2017. And 2016 was awesome, too. I really liked uh, whatever that one was called. I forget. Uh, Survivor Die. <laughs> The one that I always forget. Yeah. <laughs> it goes around. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a pretty, I mean, we're going to forget the name of this one too. Seek and Destroy. It's just like yeah. so nondescript. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that. Um, one of my friends pointed that out like on Twitter. I think I sent it to you guys, the screen cap of it, where it's like all of these names, especially the houses that we'll get into, like a lot of them are like full sentences. It's like... <laughs> Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah but, it was uh, Bats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bats was saying that. Yeah. But so, they, were, they were like, they were titled like Fall Out Boy song titles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was good. But just like, we all have to say the full name for comedic effect. Because yes. it's just, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be puppet theater or just puppets. It's going to be puppet theater captive audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly my style of like, that's something I would have done anyway. So I'm, I, when I saw them say that, I was like, oh yeah, that's me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I'm, I'm super excited about this next scare zone. This tends to be Central Park tends to be the area that I always love the most. I just, yes. it's, it's usually the most beautiful. So this one's going to be exciting. So this is Gorewood Forest, which uh, the name doesn't necessarily suggest what it is exactly. But what it is, is 16 years after the gory sacrifices of Terra Cruentis, the heartless Terra Queen is back. Evil is in her nature. So this is the, you know, follow through on the promise that the Terra Queen made on the last night of Halloween Horror Nights 15 in 2005, which was the first year that I went to the event as a young 15-year-old scared little boy. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, this is the return of the Terra Queen, uh, a character that I honestly did not think anyone would ever care about or remember. But, you know, what we found with Horror Nights is that everyone will uncover everything and... Everything will have its diehard fans, even if it was just a little afterthought thing or right. something that, you know, marketing tried to erase. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. We uh, we celebrate everything here. And the Terra Queen said she would be back. And so she is back. Yeah. Is is Gorewood Forest like her thing? Like, is that... Is that because I'm seeing pictures of like that kind of 
tree stump that has a very distinct look to it. And it it looks so cool. I'm excited for the rest of the zone just based off of that little bit that we have. But like, is that was that her kind of zone design before as well? Um, I mean, kind of. It's hard. It's hard to remember for, you know, that was my first year and I was yeah. trying not to look at things because I was terrified. Um, <laughs> but uh, what I do remember is that uh, every section of Islands of Adventure was a different part of Terra Cruentis. And so each island was... Let me see if I can find what they were all called. There was Blood Thunder Alley, uh, the Cemetery Mines, the Fire Pits, the Terra Guard Run. So like every island was re uh, renamed and re-themed to be part of her realm. You know what mm-hmm. I, I guess okay. if that makes sense. So uh, it doesn't look like any of them were named Gorewood Forest. If I I think the closest that would have been would have been Jurassic Park, but that that was the cemetery mines. I want to say there were definitely um like mine shafts with like big dog like monsters in them that were pretty cool. Uh, and then Blood Thunder Alley was Marvel Superhero Island. The Fire Pits was Lost Continent, and Terra Guard Run was the uh, port of entry and then Toon Lagoon and Seuss Landing were kind of just dead zones. Um, but yeah, well, so this, this, this sounds like it's going to be pretty. I picture people on stilts and, you know, because of the forest aspect of it, I picture, oh, of yeah. course, they're going to put something up in the trees to make it, to make it beautiful lighting wise. I'm sure um, it's, this is, this is going to be a pretty, a pretty zone. And I love that. I mean, it's going to be gory too, obviously, Gorewood Forest. But usually, <laughs> yeah. this because of the intimacy of this zone and the and the the trees overhead, it's usually a very beautiful zone. So, yeah, yeah. I hope we get some sort of light in the tree, like lanterns yeah. or because we're not going to get pumpkins. I understand no. that. I'm very sad. It's okay. We're going to get a whole house full of pumpkins, yep. but I at least want something in the trees. Yeah, <laughs> they will. Please. But this next scare zone, I think, is going to be kind of on the gory side. This Yay! is the most exciting. Okay, lights, camera, action. Eddie's revenge. Which right away, lights, camera, action is an, a returning scare zone from the events past. Um, I, I can't. I think it was 2006. Probably. I'm looking at the list of of. Uh, no, it wasn't 2006. This camera action <laughs> oh, you are. Yeah. was in 2009. 2009, there was a scare zone also in Hollywood called Lights Camera Action. Or was it in San Fran? I don't know. I know they've done it before. Um, but this is Lights Camera Action, Eddie's Revenge. And the premise is essentially the same, except this time they have Eddie instead of just some crazy person. Uh, so it's <laughs> get ready for the feel bad movie of the year. Eddie Schmidt, Jack the Clown's brother, is filming a horror film and the monsters are real. So this is in Hollywood. This is a returning premise with a, uh, you know, another character from the event's history. But the difference this time is last time they did Lights, Camera, Action, it was just like, you know, it was like film crew members running around as victims and then like 
you know, basically chainsaw guys uh, running around as actual murderers um, when they were supposed mm-hmm. to be just actors in the movie. This time, it looks like each movie is a returning scare zone from the events past. So a lot of these little stages and sets are already up in Hollywood. And what we have seen so far is the return of Vamp 55, which I am thrilled about because, of course, I was in that scare zone. And then this morning, I'm glad we're recording today instead of yesterday because more has gone up since last night. Um, So we also now have a stage for Invasion, which was the other scare zone that I worked in as a coordinator. So that is super exciting that both of my zones are here represented in this. I didn't think think Invasion would ever get any celebration or recognition because it kind of felt like people didn't love that zone for the most part. Like it was a very hit or miss. Like people were either in love with it or they hated it. So I'm glad that it's back. Um, But then this is for Maddie. This, they heard Maddie. And they said, we're going to do it for Maddie. We have the return of Treaks and Foons. Yes! Wow! They have a little stage. When I first saw it, I was like, is this Killer Clowns? No, it's Treaks and Foons! Wow! I literally... I could cry. I will cry. (laughs) I just... I picture myself walking into that scare zone and just like like mindlessly walking up to that stage and just looking at one of the teaks and foons and just being like, I have waited so long <laughs> to see you in person. And this character is just going to be like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you don't understand. It's so <laughs> exciting that they are bringing that back. Oh my gosh. And the fact that like, I mean, how many in we've had, three milestone anniversaries since they debuted in 2002. Uh, like they, sh- they could have been at the uh, 20th anniversary or the 15th anniversary or the 25th anniversary, but no, they waited for the 30th so that Maddie could see them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They said, Oh, she's finally going to the event. Okay. All right. <laughs> so Bring that's, them back. <laughs> That's so exciting. And then there's also another one here. It, it is a, an old decrepit looking mansion that says HHN at the top of the gates. So this could be any number of things. It immediately brings to mind uh, body collectors, reflections of the past, or it could also be something like Gothic or um, not Gothic, a uh, winter's night stuff like that. So I don't know. This one doesn't have a name specifically on it, but it could be any number of things. So we're, we'll have to, just, I guess, just wait and find out. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. The, when I first saw that picture, when you sh- like were telling us to go look at it, I kept looking at it and like I had to zoom in to see what the little letters were. Because when I first saw it, I was like, Haunted Mansion? Huh? It does look like a Haunted Mansion. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the same font. Yeah. And like scary, like mansion-y, house thingy. I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't know. I think the only, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what it could be, but I'm excited. How many stages do they have left though that are not decorated? That I don't know. Um, okay. I haven't, I've, you know, I have not seen these in person. Yeah. So um, I don't know if there's any others. I know I, I did see the one that has vamp on it now the day before they put the vamp background on it. So like 
that data yeah. is just one stage and it had nothing. And I was like, oh, look, something's up. Who knows what it's going to be? And then the next day I see pictures of Vamp 55 and I was like, oh, oh. I mean, of course, <laughs> of course, I thought that one would, you know, that zone has such a uh, following and it was such a hit that it's not yeah. a surprise to me when that one is brought back. Obviously, they did a whole sequel to it with Vamp 85. Um so like the legacy and the history of that and the celebration of that has been well established. Invasion is the one that really gets me. I've, and I wasn't even a character in that zone, but I'm just so proud of all of the cast and everyone in that. And the yeah. just the fact that anyone appreciated it as much as I did, because I felt like the only crazy person that really loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, this is, this is made just for me. Um, and I get to we spend have one made just for Kenneth night. and one made just for Maddie. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, those are the zones. Those are the scare zones. So that's what we have. I'm looking forward to every single one of these. Like there isn't one that I'm like, I can skip that. No, like all of them are equal in in my excitement. I guess Crypt TV is at the bottom just because I'm not as familiar with it, but uh, I am planning on getting familiar with it and then I will be equally excited. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. If any, if any time was the time to get multi-night tickets for this event, this is probably the year to do so because I don't think one night's going to do it. Absolutely not. Um, All right, let's move on to the shows because I'm saving the best for last. Um, So we (laughs) do have the announcement of the Lagoon show, which we all assumed was going to happen again, but now we have a name. It's Marathon of Mayhem Carnage Factory. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the little blurb about it says there's no manufacturing the screams as a terrifying show comes to life in Universal Studios Lagoon. It's a fear factory. So... Um, probably a little less nostalgic than the last Marathon of Mayhem we had. This one seems to be a little bit more on the gory or scary side, no? I don't understand how they could do that, though. Because, like, a Lagoon show, I don't don't see the potential of how you could actually make it scary. That was what was so good about the original Marathon of Mayhem, which I'm so happy that they're keeping the name. Like, Marathon of Mayhem is just what a Horror Nights Lagoon show is now called. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. I think that's fantastic. Um, So what what was so perfect about the first Marathon of Mayhem is that it was completely music-driven. And whether that was nostalgic music or current music, I think isn't important. It's just that that kind of show really only does really well when it is music based. I think there's a lot of parts of the cinematic celebration that are too action heavy or too story or, or like dialogue driven. And it just doesn't yeah. really work in that setting. Um, it's really got to be music driven. And so as long as this uses music, whether it's modern music, if they use, they got to use the Beetlejuice theme, right? Oh, like, can yeah. you imagine like hearing that theme played through, those huge speakers, like feeling that like pumping bass in your chest for the Beetlejuice theme. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, I gotta see that. They gotta do the epic version though. I think I sent that to you guys, right? The epic, like kind of remixed version of the Ghostbusters. Oh um, I, yeah. I think you did. Oh yeah. my God. I, I listened to that on repeat. There's something about it. It's just, <laughs> it's so good. But yeah, they. I would say definitely music. But I wonder though, is it going to be kind of like going through like 
the gory past of Halloween Horror Nights. So like all the different icons are going to have their moment in the zone or in the show, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, like Mm. all the big... Because I think, I don't know, because that's kind of how it was last year. Like we had the Stranger Things section. We had the Killer Mm -hmm. Clown section, things like that. So what if we're just going to go through all of the different like scary stuff we've had? I don't know. 30 years of 30 fears theme. Yeah, Um, I'm not sure. Well, it sounds it sounds regardless, it sounds to be like it's going to be a tad bit more gory than the one two years ago. Um, I just picture like somehow lighting effects on the water, them making it look like blood, you know, shooting out Mm. everywhere. Like it, it just, I don't know. It just feels like it's going to be more gory Mm -hmm. than before, which is fine, which is going to be cool. Regardless, it's going to be an amazing show. Yeah. Yeah. It just has to be based on past performance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So last thing I'll say about this before we move on is just, I think that the, upgrade of the lagoon as much as i did like the cinematic uh spectacular that that was there before the cinematic celebration upgrading this lagoon uh to do the kinds of shows that they can now do i think is the best investment the park has ever made in its infrastructure like the 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 versatility of the lagoon to do so many different kinds of shows is Mm -hmm. uh, you can't put a price on it like they've done what like three different shows or like things with it now so far and they're just there's just infinite possibilities of more that they can do with it so i think i i'm I'm just excited to see it utilized in in such a way totally agree um and then the next show that we have which is going into the fear factor stage is called halloween nightmare fuel um and this says a new show is igniting halloween horror nights featuring fire pyro and aerial performers Hmm. Yeah. Which isn't pyro fire. fire. Or I guess yeah. it's like fireworks. <laughs> yeah. I don't Sometimes. know, but I have no idea what to expect with this show other than fire and people uh, swinging above me. There's going to be dancing. I do know that. Yes. Like, yeah, but not a troupe. It's going to be actual universal dancers. Like people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I there had been so many rumors that there was going to be a magic show, or it was going to be a, you know, Jack show, and and I think that now we this is so vague. It is very. <laughs> it is vague. so vague. Yeah, it almost feels like Cirque du Soleil vague. Like it's just going to be a pretty show, but not necessarily like it's not going to be like it doesn't seem gory or anything like that jack based right i don't know it just feels very cirque du soleil for me what it could be what i could maybe see it being and i I, again like i have no information other than what is written here on the website uh but what i could imagine is if it was like you know jack is the leader of the carnival of carnage so what if this is just like one of the shows from the carnival and jack's not in it but it is from his carnival from his carnival so it's just like a scary circus show with it, you know, dancers and aerial performers and fire and pyro. Like who, who knows? I mean, yeah, I guess. don't know. <laughs> we have no idea what this is going to be, but we will let you know as soon as we do. <laughs> well, in the blog post for Jack, it said we were going to see him in three different places. So we're obviously going to see him in the house. We're going to see him in the, uh, 
the 30 year scare zone. Well, we're but also are, seeing him at Cabana Bay. Oh, uh, will he actually be at Cabana Bay or is it just like, no. um, I think it's like, just his stuff. Yeah. It's his storage right? unit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, goodness. Um, so I'm wondering if like, we're going to see him in either the Carnage Factory Lagoon show or somehow in this show as well for our third ooh. iteration of Jack at the event. Yeah, He should be. He should be like know. the host of the Marathon of Mayhem this year. Yeah. Right? Cool. What a missed opportunity to not have him like huge on those water screens. Right. That would be cool. Yep. Sweet. Well, I'm just happy that we're having a second show because it's the place I go to rest my feet halfway through the night. So, oh yeah. <laughs> it also the shows also pull in a lot of people. They do to, out of like scare zones and houses and stuff, which is always nice. Yep. So nightmare fuel is definitely it's going to have to rely on word of mouth because no one knows what it is. And yeah. when it, you know, by the time Academy of Villains got into the Fear Factor stage, everyone knew who they were and what they were capable of. But this time, it's like, come in to this theater and find out what this is because yeah, you don't right. know, and we didn't tell you. Hey, <laughs> 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 uh, that's funny. All right, well, let's move on to houses because we are getting close to our hour mark. So. Yeah. Maddie, (laughs) all right. Tell us what we have newly announced. Yeah. So the rest of our house lineup, super fun. Um, We're going to start in the order of what was on the website. So (laughs) first up (laughs) is Welcome to Scary Horror in the Heartland. Um, The little bio and bullet points we had on the website say the town placed a sign at the entrance of Cary, Ohio, saying it's a nice place to live. Unfortunately, nobody lives here very long. (laughs) No one escapes from Cary where bad things just happen and a new terror rains down year after year. If it claws, bites, feasts on blood, or just likes to rip people to shreds, it somehow finds its way to carry. Experience an endless parade of unimaginable terrors. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe myself here. <laughs> ah, that's staying in. <laughs> that was good. Um, experience an endless parade of unimaginable terrors from horrifying creatures to bloodthirsty maniacs. You can scream all you want and carry, but everybody's too busy doing their own screaming to pay much notice. Wow. Yeah, that's a little creepy, huh? Yeah, so I'm excited about it. this one. I love the recurring theme of Carrie throughout the history of HHN. Oh, yeah. I think that is so, so cool. And yeah. it's not a huge surprise that this house was announced because we've been seeing the facade <laughs> for a while now, kind of like the churro stand issue. Um, <laughs> but I'm happy to hear a little bit more about it. And it's going to be super cool. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it feels like this is the house version of Lights, Camera, Action. You know, that's the scare zone that's celebrating all the past other zones. And then this is the house that's celebrating not the icons, but all the other just things from HHN ha- past. Right. Yes. That have happened in Cary. Yeah. And that's yeah. fun. I love how they've like spread everything out in terms of like the retrospectives 
Um, the icons get their own place to shine. The rest of HHN history gets its own place to shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, y'all. There's a lot though. I just looked up um, on the Horror Nights wiki page all the appearances of Carrie Ohio in Horror Nights. All right, buckle up. Ready? Buckle. There we go. Uh, okay. I'm, yes. Yeah. So, I pull on the yellow tab. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. <laughs> Scream House. Scream House Revisited. All Night Die In. All Night Die In Take Two. The Schoolhouse, spelled with a K instead of a C. Uh, Horrorwood Die In. The Spawning. Leave It to Cleaver. The Orphanage, Ashes to Ashes. Legendary Truth. The Windot Estate. Havoc, Dogs of War. Zombie, <laughs> Zombie Get In. That is the best. Uh, Catacombs, <laughs> Catacombs, Black Death Rising, um, HR Blood and Guts presents Holidays of Horror, Gothic, Dead End, Afterlife, Death Vengeance, uh, Havoc goodness. Derailed, All Night Dying Double Feature, Lunatics Playground 3D, You Won't Stand a Chance, Hive, Twisted Tradition, Slaughter Cinema. Wow. That's wow. a lot. I, I would definitely expect to see the return of uh, characters from Leave it to Cleaver, HR Blood and Guts. That's what uh, people have been saying, yeah. I'm thinking those are kind of cinema. You think, oh, I, I mean, I hope so. Wouldn't that be so awesome? Slaughter oh Cinema my God. is my, one of, easily one of my favorite things that I've ever seen at the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of people saying that the the people that are on the sign look like the people from, I think, Leave it to Cleaver, like that family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of do. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited, though. I mean, no matter what, it's it's for someone that has only been going since 27. I'm excited to finally get to see in person some of the things that I've been like watching on YouTube yes. and listening to in other people's podcasts. And like, um, I love listening to the, the people on the catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Cause they've been going since like the beginning of the event. So it's so much fun to hear them talk about all this stuff that I've never gotten to experience. And now potentially I'm going to get to see what everyone has been talking about for so long. So that totally I think agree. to me is the best part of this year. Is like yep. I finally, I feel like I've I've been a part of the history, but now I actually get to like feel like I've experienced yes. at least some of the history of Horror Nights. I feel the same way for sure. Yeah. So I'm super excited. It's going to be great. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, so this one's the MIB tent. Oh, Just, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. <laughs> Thought I would... Throw that one in there as well. Um, yeah. Okay. Tent, tent three and under official names. Oh, but, fancy. But yes, the MIB tent works yeah. just as well. Yeah. I think this next one might be one. That, oh. It might be the house I'm most excited about, to be honest with you. I'm pumped. All right. So the wicked growth realm of the pumpkin. An evil rot has taken root in the land. It's time once again for the rise of the pumpkin lord who grows Halloween like a... Oh. Malignant. There we go. Yep. <laughs> like a malignant <laughs> vine. <laughs> His minions are scouring the countryside collecting unwilling sacrifices in order to summon the pumpkin lord. The closer to Halloween, the more people practice the tradition. 
the greater the power the pumpkin lord grows. Uh, As the pumpkins grow ever bigger, your fears grow ever greater and your odds of escape will grow smaller. Mm. From the cemetery to the forest, there's no breaking free from the tenacious vines of the merciless pumpkin lord. Guys, this is going to be so cool. So that we got a sneak peek aerial view of the entrance of this house. Beautiful. Oh, my God. It looks like it's going to be a long tunnel that you enter in through and it's all black on the inside with the pumpkin, the glowing pumpkins. Yeah. I mean, oh my goodness. Like head to toe archway glowing pumpkins. And I, I think if you zoom in a lot, it looks like they're like cut kind of like jack-o'-lanterns. And I can just Mm -hmm. picture like a fake candle inside, like with that nice, like candle flicker. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. They're probably, Ah! they're probably the same pumpkins that have been put in the trees for the past couple of years. Yep. Yep. For Uh, sure. And something about this that really catches my eye is the, uh, the fact about the pumpkins growing bigger and bigger as your fear grows. So I, I feel like the the further into the house you get, the bigger the pumpkins are, are, are going to be, right? And like the more claustrophobic yeah. you're going to feel, like you can't find your way out. Yeah. That's that's awesome. I, I almost wish I hadn't seen that aerial view of the facade because I wish I could have had the experience of rounding the corner and seeing that. Fair, just yeah. not knowing mm-hmm. what I was about to see. Um, but... Man, it looks good. I'm expecting something to the level of the intensity of Scarecrow. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm hoping that this house is. And that tent, you know, the tents are perfect for something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And this is this is in tent two, which was home to my first haunted house, which was Insidious, was in the same location. So I always have a good... Uh, you know, sentimental feeling walking into that, Mm -hmm. into that tent. And uh, whenever anything really great is in there, I'm just, I just feel, you know, an unearned sense of pride. (laughs) 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 I have nothing to do with that. (laughs) (laughs) Is tent two nightingales or depths of fear? Depths of fear. Okay. Because those are the only two houses that I worked in 29 was Nightingales and Depths of Fear. So I, (laughs) along with you, do feel a sense of pride. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is going to be, this is going to be beautiful. However, the next one I think is going to be probably the scariest. (laughs) Yes, I, this one is my number one. I'm beyond excited. So up next is Puppet Theater Captive Audience. Open Scene, a creepy, abandoned old theater from the early 1900s San Francisco. A puppeteer and a ballet troupe have been trapped there ever since, and they'd kill for an audience. Whether you're a puppet or a patron, that's your cue to scream. All the blood will drain from your face as you see the green room, green room run red with blood. Your horror grows as you come upon grotesque living marionettes made from severed limbs. Yeah. <laughs> if you manage to escape their gory puppetry, then you'll become a part of the skeletal audience rotting in place. This is going to be crazy, creepy, and gory, guys. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just see all these like body parts on strings, you know? Yes. And I, I can just... 
I wonder how creative they had to get in order to make the people look like they're still alive, but in pieces and attached. And uh, it's just going to be cool. I'm so excited. It's like, oh, yeah. And we've we've seen a lot of. We've known this one was coming because we got a video about it. What? Over a year ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like in October last year. It was, it's like an eight minute video too. I watched it recently. I have, I, every year I make a playlist on my YouTube account of all of the videos that are released for HHN. Um, whether it be announcements or even like once the event has started and it's like visit Halloween Horror Nights and it has like all of the like sizzle reel of, of, you know, all the, this year's scare zones and houses and stuff. Um, but I, I lumped this go behind the scenes of Universal's Halloween Horror Nights video in with that. And so I rewatched all of them recently and it's eight minutes and six seconds of a tour of this house and just showing you what's in there, even though last year we didn't get to see it. Uh, so this year, we finally get to walk in there and yeah. it's going to be gross and creepy. <laughs> yes. But also like beautiful, like gross oh, yeah. and creepy, but I just, there's something I, okay. I had a lot of phases in my childhood and one of my weird phases after my, um, I'm going to be a tornado chaser phase was, uh, my phantom of the opera phase so mm. creepy theaters are um I for some reason I love them. So this is just going to be so exciting. But it's also I guess like it's based in San Francisco, yes, but the the like ballet and puppeteer troupe are based off of like older European like theater troops. And there's some, there's such a difference between like American theater and like European theater and European theater just has this, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, it's, they just have this, oh, I don't know, this more like horror feel to it, you know, like I'm thinking like early, uh, like Shakespeare, you know, like costumes and Things like that. I just, ah, I don't know. There's something more inherently scary about the the history of European theater than there is like American theater. You know? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> okay, so next we have Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. You're about to discover the sinister reality behind the seemingly innocent childhood tradition. All children must give up their baby teeth to the goblin-esque tooth fairy or pay a gruesome price. It's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Step into an old manor house that has been swarmed by yellow-clawed friends dripping with blood, teeth, and gore. Grit your teeth as you see the evil fairies extract their tooth bounty by by force while their victims struggle in vain. Hold in your screams or risk exposing your own teeth to their monstrous grasping claws. <sighs> and we did see this one last year. Yes, we did. And it was good. I liked it. I think at this point it's last on my, I don't make a hype list. I don't, I don't usually rank things like that, but this is definitely like the one that I'm least interested in seeing again. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, you know, I liked it a lot, but 
I'm more interested to see all the new stuff and see the other two returning houses again than I am seeing this house again. Yeah, I I'm with you on that one. Like for HHN Light, like out of the two of the three that I saw, because I wasn't able to see Beetlejuice, like this one was definitely my least favorite of all of them. Um, I loved Bread of Frankenstein so much, but I am excited. I'm excited to see this one, hopefully without any shower curtain, plexiglass, like kind of thing. Cause I think, I, I think that that for me kind of took away a bit of it. Like obviously safety, I understand why it was there. It was good that it was there. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think that there, this one is going to thrive hopefully without that. Um, Cause it was, I mean, it was a beautiful house. Oh yeah. Beautiful house. Like no spoilers or anything, even though they basically posted the entire front of the house that you walk into on the blog post. But like that, that opening was not what I was expecting at all. And that was the coolest thing, but the house yeah. itself was so pretty. And like the design of the characters, but also the creatures, like you don't think of a tooth fairy of being like, Gobliny, you think like glitter, fairy wings, pink dress, right. you know, like, so it was, I mean, it was cool. I do you agree that this almost feels like an unofficial entry into like a, a scary tales um, series? Oh, kind of, yeah, because that's definitely something I heard people talking about, and 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 even with the way that this house opens with the um. I don't know how much we should say, but it, it, it the way it starts feels very similar to Scary Tales and yeah. the way that they've done those in the past. Yeah, I, I really, I think Scary Tales is a very fun, like, you know, fairy tales back in the day were not cute and bright and shiny. Like the Little right. Mermaid in the original book turns into sea foam because she doesn't kiss Prince Eric. Like, like it's like <laughs> the stepmother in Cinderella chops off the toes of the stepsisters to fit into the glass slipper. Like right. fairy, fairy tales are not meant to be cute and shiny. That, that just happened because of Disney. Right. They were like cautionary tales meant to scare kids into behaving. Exactly. So like the fact that Horror Nights has taken fairy tales that Disney has cutesified and like basically turned them <laughs> into horror things is so fun. And I, I do. I mean, I only know the scary tales from 28. Like that is the only thing that I have actually experienced from like the scary tale yeah. series here in Horror Nights. But like. I'd love for them to do more in the future, but yeah, this is, I think this is definitely in the canon of scary tales unofficially. Unofficially. I think I would lump it into. Yeah. And it's a great house. I lo I liked it a lot. Um, the scares are pretty good. There's, there were times oh, yeah. on my third and fourth walkthrough that I got really genuine scares. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking forward to everything else. 
a little bit more. Yes. If I hadn't, if I hadn't seen this one yet, it might be different, but because I have, and I know what it is and I saw it so many times, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll, that'll probably be the last, you know, yeah, not, you know, last one I, I, I visit. I totally maybe. agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, uh, and yeah, one more. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> so on the website, there was only a little sentence for this next one, but I actually found through someone on Twitter, like a bit more about it. So Hmm. case files unearthed legendary truth. The HHN website says, follow the trail of a private eye as an investigation into the supernatural leads you into the dark world of ghouls and terrifying creatures. And then this little bit that I have to explain what Legendary Truth is a bit more. The world of Legendary Truth, an evolving story following a mysterious paranormal research group, has haunted guests via unique haunted houses throughout Halloween Horror Nights history. In Case Files Unearthed Legendary Truth, guests will step into the well-worn shoes of the infamous Boris Shutter. The elusive... Schuster. Oh, I can't talk. Mr. (laughs) Schuster from Glee. That's funny. Um, (laughs) Wow. Um, The elusive private eye investigating the supernatural as he endlessly searches for clues to a series of strange occurrences throughout New York City. Falling further into the shadowy dark world of the paranormal, guests will face an overwhelming onslaught of ghouls, poltergeists and terrors, all while trying to solve the biggest mystery of them all, how they'll survive. I don't know where the person on Twitter got that from, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking at this artwork for it right now. And uh, it, it looks, looks cool. really, really cool. Mm-hmm. This this is a house I think I'm like back and forth on like being most and least excited for because and, and it's for the same reason uh, each time where like we just don't really know what's what to expect in here. Uh, because the legendary truth house, uh, the Wyandotte estate that they did in the past was like visiting, uh, a haunted house, you know, and like encountering all the paranormal things happening in that one house, um, in the Wyandotte estate. But this feels like it's going to be something very different with multiple things in it. And the artwork artwork looks like there's like a Yeti. Uh, Ooh, some like yeti. girl with horns, a, like a dragon thing, a tentacle monster. Mm-hmm. The one in the middle, look, I'm going to just say that looks like a vampire, but I don't really know. But all sorts of stuff. This is going to be cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Awesome. Kind of X-Files-ish, huh? Yes. I have a friend who uh, loves the X-Files and uh, she was very mad that she was like, there's an X files house and I'm not in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, and again, legendary truth, uh, is such a good fit for a celebration of the events history because it is such a part of the events history. And, uh, Mm-hmm. I've also heard a lot of people wanting Bloody Mary to be there because that's kind of where the character of Boris Schuster was brought into Horror Nights because mm-hmm. it was a name that was on a window in New York like forever. It had always yes. been there. Mm-hmm. So the the Bloody Mary backstory kind of took that name off the window and made him a character in the story of 
of Mary Agana. Uh, and then it, that's kind of what he's been ever since. And so this is just following up on that. And so people also, you know, Universal can't really use Bloody Mary because that is a trademarked name that they licensed for that year and created their own character, but they can't really use the name anymore, but they can reference her Easter egg, her, you know, drop hints and stuff. You just can't use the name or they might even be able to use the character and just not call her bloody Mary. I, that's what a lot of people have been speculating about. So I think we'll see her somehow. We'll at least see her mirror. This is another, cool house where it's tying in HHN history in one way or another. And that's, that's really cool. It seems like a recurring theme that they're trying to, um, they're, they're making different scare zones and houses where they're able to bring in lots of different pieces from the past, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like just one house all dedicated to one aspect. It's like, let's do this house and make it so that we can bring in 10 different aspects of the past. And this is another way they've done that. That's cool. Yeah. Like looking at this house lineup, I'm looking at which of these houses are kind of tied to the history of the event. So I would say of the four IP houses, three of them are tied to the history of the event. Beetlejuice is part of the event's history. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This will be the third time that it is officially represented at the event. Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives. Obviously, the Universal Monsters are a crucial part of the event's history. HHN Icons Captured is obvious, you know, goes without saying. There's Welcome to Scary, obviously uh, celebrating the history. And then Case Files Unearthed Legendary Truth. So of the 10 houses, one, two, three, four, five, six of them are tied to the event's history. Mm-hmm. Haunting of Hill House is the only new IP that has nothing to do with the past. And... Well, Beetlejuice. Puppet Theater is brand new. No, I, I, no Beetlejuice has been at the event before, just oh, not as a house. But the okay. character has been used. Okay. He, mm-hmm. he, he hosted a game show called The Price is Fright that I wish I could see. All right. Yeah. Um, he was also in the first year of the event, 91. We talked about yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. He's been around. Yeah. So Wicked Growth might be a return of something we've seen before. We don't really know yet, but they've done a lot of pumpkin stuff. So maybe we'll see some of those returning, but Puppet Theater and Revenge of the Tooth Fairy are brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's just so, so much uh, mm-hmm. of celebrating 30 years of this yeah. all over the place. It's so Very awesome. Well, well done guys. Well done. Creative. Yeah. yeah. Um, just a little bit. We woke up this morning to a basically finished tribute store facade. Oh yeah. So that is super cool. It looks beautiful. If you haven't seen pictures of it yet, go check them out. Horror Nights posted them as like a happy Friday the 13th, but also every other, you know, Orlando universal Halloween Horror Nights blog post. And then we also officially found out what is behind those doors uh in islands of adventure um over by in uh like right before harry potter right next to the the mystic fountain in lost continent yeah in lost continent so i didn't even know there was a mystery about these doors what what's going on (laughs) yeah so they uh, wow uh not even a few months ago like eight or nine months ago, they put up that store. It was like a little 
a little boutique thing and it closed. And then all of a sudden one day um, over all the windows was this like diamond pattern, black and orange with like pumpkins and owls and skulls. And everyone was like, oh, it's going to be it's going to be a Halloween Horror Nights bar. It's going to be something Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, Halloween Horror Nights is going to be in both parks this year. And this is the hint, blah, blah, blah. Uh, none of those things. Um, it is a All Hallows Eve boutique at Islands of Adventure. Um, I'm looking right now at Orlando Informer Pictures. It looks beautiful. It it basically has all the decorations from the tribute store last year. So the pumpkins, the fall, like orange leafed trees. Um, there's a hearst, which is pretty cool, like an old fashioned like wagon hearst. And it's pretty much just all horror merchandise. Like it's basically, I think, going to be a year round Halloween Horror Nights tribute store. That's really Whoa. cool. Yeah, but a bunch of a bunch of people have posted it so far. So if you go on Facebook or Twitter to all of those listening, you'll see all the pictures or go check it out for yourself. I don't know any hours or anything. I don't know days it's going to be open. We don't have that information yet, but it did open as of today. Yes. That's so cool. I, I'm, I'm looking for these pictures and I, I haven't. S- is this it? Oh, here it is. All Hell is You Boutique. Okay. Mm hmm. Neat. Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That giant scarecrow that was in the entrance of the main Universal Studio store last year for HHN Light is in there. And that's cool because both parks have a year round Christmas store. Mm-hmm. So now maybe this will be a year round Halloween store for IOA. That would be cool. It and it looks cool. like we have some. So they have all of the um, like HHN preview merchandise that we've been getting in the five and dime store over in universal but there was and now of course i cannot find it um there was a picture that someone posted of a special 30 years 30 fears shirt that looked somewhat newer that we hadn't seen yet um but i'm sure like the merchandise that we get for horror nights this year is also going to be in this store so, yeah, sweet. I can't remember. Yeah. Is the Horror Nights merchandise usually in the main Islands of Adventure gift shop or do you have to get it yeah, in City Walker usually, or Universal? Yeah, there's usually Is some there? in there, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, then there goes what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, all righty then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Awesome. Hey, this is- I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Lots of we good buzz. We have an event. We have an event. So let's get those let's get those tickets bought, guys. Only a couple weeks left. Oh my god! I think it's like twenty two days, right? Three Math. weeks. Three weeks exactly until opening night. Oh yeah! Wow! Wow! I started. I started my viewing homework. I watched disc one of Haunting of Hill House last night, and I watched Beetlejuice. And I watched some Crypt TV stuff. So I'm, I'm doing my, yeah. my marathons. I'm, I'm getting started. Yeah, I think all I have time. left is The Bride of Frankenstein. Because I've watched Haunting of Hill House. 
And I watched it for a second time more recently. Uh, I watched Beetlejuice for the very first time. A lot of people came for me on Twitter when I tweeted that. I apologize. I just want to say that <laughs> flat out. I am so sorry it took me this long. I know I'd seen clippets or like snippets of it in the past, but not the full movie. It was fantastic. I have no bad words to say about it. It was really, really great. Um, I don't know why I didn't realize Michael Keaton was... Beetlejuice that took me a hot second and I was like oh my oh, god wow. <laughs> like obviously like I knew he was Beetlejuice but it I I don't think it clicked in my head until the second time I'd seen him in the movie and I was like oh my god wait oh duh <laughs> that's, that's how my brain works and then I watched <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time as well um didn't have the same reaction to that as I did Beetlejuice <laughs> I no, will say I that love- I don't love that movie, but I think it works great as a haunted house. Yeah, as a haunted house, absolutely. It for okay, it was really slow. I would I I was watching and I felt like I found myself just mindlessly like scrolling on Twitter as it played. Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. But I think the weirdest part for me was the very end when the girl is driving away in the back of the truck covered in blood, and he like He's just there in a suit with a weird wig spinning in circles with a chainsaw. Like, I I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know what it is with that movie I that makes know. it a classic. Yeah, I, it might be one of those things where like at the time it, when it came out in the 70s, like no one had ever seen anything like it. And so it was like groundbreaking. But by today's standard, it's kind of doesn't really hold up as well. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'll be watching Beetlejuice this weekend with my family and introducing the movie to my two girls for the first Yay! time ever. Nice. Which one of them is 10. I don't know if that's appropriate or not, but we shall find it out. It's a PG. It's a PG. It's not yes, a PG. It's not PG. No, it's it is not. It's rated PG, isn't it? There, I, at least PG-13. There are definitely some uh, pretty strong sexual innuendos in there for sure yeah i think it's at least pg-13 before the pg-13 rating existed actually yeah by today's standards it is not pg because i think they say the f word a few times too do they which you know she hears i think beetlejuice does the sexual stuff might might have her asking questions I'm not quite ready to answer but we're going to watch that we are going on, to watch it <laughs> they used to play it on Disney Channel I think when I was a kid no that's where I used to watch God. it what I'm pretty sure maybe no they, way maybe they cut the few scenes that or like they dubbed over like things that he said or well something. like the TV version would have that stuff cut out for sure yeah yeah, yeah. I could have sworn <laughs> Anyway, that's on our weekend to-do list, so we're, we're starting our prep, too. Yay! But I think that will do it, guys, for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening, and we hope to see you soon in the fog. Until next week, for more content, be sure to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash rushoffear, and follow us on Instagram at rush.of.fear. And, of course, if you'd like to attend this year's event, please reach out to Mouse and Muggle Travel Company. Uh, You can visit our website at mouseandmuggle.com and fill out a no-obligation quote request. Or you can email yours truly directly at Michelle, uh, that's with two L's, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, at mouseandmuggle.com. Ooh, and I also, I wanted to plug my 
band Pangolin and our Halloween show that we're doing this year, Pangolin Presents the Family Ghouls. It is a live stage show that is us in costume as kind of punk versions of the classic Universal Monsters playing original songs that we wrote just for this. It will be a five track EP or a mini album for those who don't really know music uh, release terms. Uh, It will be an EP that comes out September 3rd, which is opening day of Halloween Horror Nights. And the live show will be in Orlando at Will's Pub on October 2nd. We have tickets for sale. We also have a spread shirt uh, page where you can buy a shirt because we wanted to have shirts for the show, but uh, it is going to be too cost prohibitive and it would take too long to get them in order to have them at the show. So we just did the spread shirt thing. We're not really even making any money off of those shirts. We made them, we were selling them at cost just because we want people to have them for cheap. Uh, so that is Penguin presents the family ghouls. October 2nd live show tickets are $10 and it includes a free copy of the CD, um, which will only be available at our shows. You won't be able to buy it online or anything. So that is a new thing that I'm working on. That's super exciting. Uh, part of the reason our main, the main reason that I am not working at Halloween Horror Nights this year, I didn't even apply, didn't even audition because I knew we were working on this and it was going to take up a ton of my time. So Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I keep forgetting to plug it on here. uh, But if any of you are in Orlando or will be in Orlando on October 2nd, I would love it if you came to check it out. We've been working really hard on it. We wrote a script. We're learning lines. We're doing makeup and costume. Uh, We we created projection backgrounds, uh, full projection package, lighting effects. Uh, There's so, so much... The, the basic premise is we are pretending Universal asked us to create a show to replace Bill and Ted and kind of fill that void in the Horror Nights event. And so we created a show that kind of feels something like that. So, uh, yeah, so you can follow the band everywhere online at Pangolin FL. That's P-A-N-G-O-L-I-N-F-L. We're a punk band. Uh, we are a lighthearted, silly flavored punk band. So yes, that is that plug. Thanks for listening, everyone. The podcast has come to an end. Now get out.